Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast for your ears from the World Herald. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and joining me as always is World Herald Prep Recruiting Specialist, Mike Sauter. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. I'm very good. It's game week. Um, week one, you know, it's week back. One, we made it. Zero or one or whatever they want to call it. Um, but yes, we made it. Um, it's time to actually play games. There's been so many previews of stuff and whatever. So, But... You know, next week there'll be a bunch of overreactions on, well, actually Friday night, um, on who won and lost and all that. And, you know, maybe rightfully so overreactions, probably not. Probably a little too much on the overreaction thing. So I know to stay away from your Twitter feed. Got no, it. not for, no, it won't be for me. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games to watch that we're going to hit, and then we're going to do a new segment this year, Prospect Watch. A little bit of overlap on some of those, but we'll make it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it here. With the game of the week, the people voted Omaha yeah. North at Omaha Creighton Prep. Yeah, North at Prep is uh, uh, won the Pinnacle Bank game of the week, and um, fans voted that one. That's the game I'll be at. I'll be doing some, uh, you know, halftime pregame uh, conversations with coaches and other people and just kind of go full-on, you know, coverage for it. So um, should be a good game. Both teams um, like to run the ball are going to really run the ball, I think, or try to run the ball. Um, Mason Armstead's going to have to make some plays. Um, AJ Collins is another player that I like that's going to play some receiver um, and, and defensive back and maybe some running back for prep. Um, those two are going to have to make plays because North back seven, eight, I guess, is uh, pretty salty. I mean, they have athletes everywhere and uh, led by uh, Marquis Siegel. And you have Tram Fairgood Jones and Avion Barnes and Keyshawn Williams moving from corner to outside linebacker is another piece that's that's really good. So uh, questions on both lines, I think uh, health one um, for North and and just how much depth is truly there. And um, you know, Prep lost some star linemen last year and filling those gaps with a multitude of guys. I think they have a lot of depth there. But there's still questions uh, for them. All right. Grand Island at Kearney. Yeah, obviously a huge rivalry game. Uh, Both teams, um, I'm not sure there's a lot of love lost there. (laughs) Uh, But but both teams are very well coached. Coach Tomlin at Grand Island, Coach Cool at Kearney. Um, the funny story, Coach Cool was my JV football coach when I was a sophomore in high school at Sutherland, Nebraska. That was, what, um, 40 years ago? <laughs> no, not that long. <laughs> but anyway, I've known him for a long time. He's, he does a tremendous job. and um, It should be a close game. Obviously, both teams lost a lot. Um, both teams lost really good quarterbacks in Miller and Evans. Um, but y- you do have... Um, you know, Brock Douglas is a guy that uh, just makes plays at, a, at the wide receiver position for Grand Island. Um, and then uh, Caleb Franchel is another player that I really like at linebacker slash running back kind of plays a lot. Grand Island lost a lot of their line uh, from last year's runner-up team, and that'll be a challenge. Um, Carney, on the other hand, everyone kind of knows the name Miko Mazner by now, mm-hmm. speedster and all that. 
Um, it should be a really good game. I I was kind of hoping maybe that one would be the Pinnacle Bank game of the week, but it but it didn't win. So um, should be a tough one. All right, our next game here. I want to hold this one for Prospect Watch. Sure, you can roll that in there. It's Burke at Lincoln Southeast, so I'm not hiding it. Thursday night yeah, opener. It's a it's a good kickoff here. Um, so let's jump to Class B. Seward at Waverly. Another one where both teams kind of lost a lot. Um, but it's a rivalry game, um, solid Class B matchup. Both teams lost a lot, but then they kind of return a lot. I know Waverly has Trevor Brown. Uh, the line lines are, are have two kind of stars, and Lens for Seward and, and Brown, the sophomore, uh, for Waverly. So uh, I threw that one in there because just because it's kind of that um, – rivalry uh, kind of location, um, good kind of solid Class B matchup. And both of those teams were pretty consistently top four last year. Yeah. So how did they replace a lot and, of, and replace a lot too? Yeah. Next one, Norris at Beatrice. Yeah, um, another kind of rivalry game. It's close, like right south of Lincoln there. Both teams, you know, not – it should be competitive. It hasn't been so much. Um, you would think that it needs to be uh, pretty competitive, I'm guessing, So, uh, or figures to be competitive. New uh, new coach um, at Norris, you have Ashton Hausman, who's a walk-on commit to Nebraska, speedster track guy, a big, tough runner, tong, big, tough, strong runner. Um, so Norris is going to open it up a lot. Um, so that'll be an interesting kind of uh, new wrinkle or new offense, totally new offense for them, uh, which should help. Uh, Aiden Otter is another really nice player for Norris, too. So, again, win with that one because of the rivalry thing. Yeah. Theme of the week, no love lost. Right. Um, our next one here, we've talked about before, but let's get the pre-week one preview of it. Bennington at Omaha Scott. Omaha Scott, we, we've mentioned it every time we've brought up Scott before, the Skyhawks, and we're going to say it again, they're the favorite in Class B. What can Bennington do uh, to win this? Bennington game? has a lot of a um, lot of young skill guys. They're going to have to be really good up front. I guess they have a couple good linemen, too. They're going to have to be really good up front against an experienced line led by Blake Anderson from Scott. Also, Scott has Tyson Gordon, one of the best players and best athletes in the state. He is legitimately probably not going to come off the field at all um, the entire game. Punt, kick, kickoff. He's going to be their kicker, their punter, kickoff specialist, quarterback and, and safety. So that's everything. Um, but he can handle it. And he really can kick field goals. When I went to their practice, I was like, holy cow, this dude's making 40-yard field goals out here. Like, it's nothing. I'm like, when did you learn how to kick? So um, And kicking field goals isn't easy. No. no. And he's drilling them from 40. I mean, easy. And I was like, and there wasn't a ton of win. So it's pretty impressive. But, um, you know, he'll be making plays all over, I think. And Bennington is just kind of, can they make that next step? They've always kind of had um, – you know, talent, I guess, specifically at the skill positions. Can they make that next step and uh, keep it close enough to, to maybe kind of win it? Um, it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a, a pretty big upset in week one, but um, it, you know, can they do that? It will remains to be seen on Friday night. And our next one here, Aurora at Adam central. And I want to take a minute here, pour one out for the loss of Baylor Shireman <laughs> doing Baylor Shireman things. Um, what can we expect, though, from Aurora this year? They obviously have to replace Shireman. How are they planning on doing that? Yeah, but Trevor Dorak 
is uh, replacing Baylor. He's not Baylor. He's, mm-hmm. he's probably the best quarterback ever to go through there, obviously. But yeah, um, it, but he's replacing him. Would be fine. Um, this one's super intriguing because Aurora's are defending champion. They lose their quarterback and lose some other guys, and it's kind of like okay. Now Adam Central has a very good quarterback running back um, combination and Evan Johnson and Gabe Conant. Um, so you, you, what you look for there is like, okay, the new quarterback versus the experienced up and coming kind of team that everyone expects to give them a run. Um, but they also have Caleb Morrill at Aurora, who's a really good running back that comes back, uh, for his senior season. And, um, and then Nate Borkacher is another guy at Aurora that can catch passes as a tight end and a big, strong kid and plays really good outside linebacker. So you have some – Aurora's line is good too. And you have some intriguing matchups there. I think Stu ranked them, ranked them two and four or one and four mm-hmm. or something like that in C1. So um, it, it's obviously a top five matchup to start the year and um, probably one of the better games on the slate, I yeah. guess, in week one. Good early test here. Right. And our next one will be another good early test, Wahoo Newman at Boys Town. You never know really what you're going to get with Boys Town with their roster and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, they kind of dipped a little bit last year, but um, next year, they or the previous last couple years have been really good. So we'll see. Um, coach Nizzi, again, good job, good coach, and came over from prep uh, a couple years ago and, and – um, does a good job of Boys Town. Newman breaking in a new coach for mm-hmm. new head coach for the first time in what thirty years or whatever it is. Um, so we'll see. And and there isn't a Vedral anymore. Like yep. that's gonna. I mean, be a starter. There's more coming, but <laughs> there isn't one that you know a, a star like they've had. So a lot of new faces and changes and things. Um, another kind of just that that neat kind of first weak matchup they for some reason they always play the first week and uh it's been that way for a while so um just kind of put that in there and playing at the corral is always hard to do yeah all right our last one here pierce at norfolk catholic yeah again huge rivalry game um c1 c2 matchup uh pierce probably should have been in lincoln last year and playing for a state championship got upset um, a lot of people think they should have anyway. Norfolk Catholic made it and was was upset, I guess, in the in the championship game by Centennial. Um, so a lot of new faces for uh, Norfolk Catholic, but mm-hmm. the tri- can the tradition and all that, you know, winning and they've got all the that, system in place. Yeah, it's, all of that's there. So for them and Pierce, uh, again, this is a huge rivalry game, and uh, I expect Pierce to have. A, a, a pretty pretty solid game, I guess, and, and really good year. I, I, they return a ton, um, and you would expect them to be one of the favorites to win uh, to win it all and, and at least make it to Lincoln and win it all again this year, like they kind of always are, I guess. All right. Before we get to our prospect watch here, let's take a minute and thank our sponsor, Ar- Look Architectural Coatings. They specialize in commercial wall and glass graphics. So you walk into a building, you see those big glass panes with a nice, clean, neat lettering on it. Look Architectural Coatings. Or like coatings. different, like, you know, there could be different, like, uh, mountains and clouds and all kinds of stuff, whatever you see on windows. So they do those things. 
All right. And Prospect Watch, this was my idea here, so I want to go over it a little bit. Each week we're going to break down the top, the top five prospects in 2020 and 2021. We'll give their previous week stats, who they're playing this week. Sodder will give any recruiting notes for uncommitted players. Most of the top five for 2020 have committed. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll kind of look at it that way. And then I also kind of figured maybe give like a scouting of what each player kind of has against who they're playing that mm-hmm. week. Perfect. So number one, Xavier Watts, Omaha Burke, going against Lincoln Southeast. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to me to Matt to see if Lincoln Southeast moves Watts around. I guess vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Lincoln Southeast moves uh, Gifford around to kind of be on the side with Watts. Um, two kind of star matchups, uh, star players on each team and leaders and all of that, captains and everything. Um, that, that'll that be the intriguing kind of matchup within the matchup. Um, does, you know, whatever side he, he's, he's on, does he go with him? Not going to play corner against him, I, I would, would imagine, but kind of just as that kind of rover safety. Um, Shadow over the yeah, top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and kind of how does Burke play Watts and how much does he need to play at safety? I think Southeast mm-hmm. is going to run the ball and try and run the ball behind that. Much improved and big offensive line. Yep. Um, I think they're just going to try and pound Gifford and Halen. Um behind that line and and not really rely on a passing game too much so uh that'll be another thing that'll be kind of interesting there but um watts is you know for me the best player in the state and gifford's right there too and um so if those two kind of go at it a little bit that'd be fun um but that's that's kind of the matchup, I guess. I'm sure we'll see him involved in a few collisions. And Isaac Gifford, obviously your number four player. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll knocked out one and four. Let's do two and three. Xavier Betts, wide receiver from Bellevue West, and Jay Ducker, running back, also from Bellevue West, going mm-hmm. against Lincoln High. Yeah, Lincoln High is in a rebuilding mode. Um, I think Bellevue West probably comes in and does what they want (laughs) i'm not sure those two honestly are gonna play a ton um in that game but when they do they'll put up probably put up probably pretty big numbers and um i just i i i don't see there's a way that lincoln high can win that game and um i love coach mack he's great but it's just kind of you know they're totally rebuilding from and they look totally different than what they did last year and the year before and the year before and the year before so um, I expect both those two to have huge, huge games. And number five on the list, lineman Cole Herbelsheimer from mm-hmm. Millard South. Patriots this week facing Gretna. Yeah, so uh, Herbelsheimer is uh, he's going to have to be key. Gretna is going to be physical and try and run the ball, um, but he he does have some help on the line. You know, he's he's another one of those kids that like is he an interior lineman at the collegiate level. Or is he a defensive tackle at the collegiate level? Which one kind of does he fit, or where is he? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I I think the kid's fantastic. He's the problem is he's only six two. Yeah. Um, if he was six four, he'd be probably have power five offers, no brainer. Um, as far as I think that's concerned, and, and one of the better high school football players in the state, easily. Um, I think. Uh, 
he'll have a tough matchup, and he's going to play both ways-ish, probably not full-time on offense and rotate in on defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be a tough, a, a pretty good game. I, you know, everyone probably expects Herbelsheimer or Miller South to run away with it. I don't know. I mean, Gretna's pretty good, and, and last year they were pretty good. The the quirky thing here is Gretna had lost the home game because their field wasn't ready, and they had to move this game to Millard, so it's like, what? Yeah, um, a lot of shifting around. Yeah, and that's Thursday night game, too. So um, they, I, I'd expect him to to have a, a solid game like he kind of always is. And as far as his recruitment is concerned, there's still kind of just the, the FCS schools, Wyoming's involved in their FCS schools like, uh, uh, you know, South Dakota States and Northern Iowa's and those types. Um, and then Wyoming's still kind of in the mix. They, they offered him. And, um, and he's going to wait, I think, to, to make a decision. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon um, and might even wait till after the season to do it. Let's jump to 2021 here, mm-hmm. and your number one player there, um, guy that plays both sides as well, uh, different position, Avante Dickerson, defensive back, running back for West Side Warriors this week facing Bellevue East. Yeah, I'd, I'm not sure he's going to play. Um, I heard he might not play. He had a little bit of a hamstring thing, and I'm not. They, frankly, I don't think they need him to play yeah. against Bellevue East, um, but they might hold him out just for kind of that. Um, and it's not really worth it, honestly. Um, but he's uh, clearly, in my mind, the the best football player in the 21, 2021 class. Maybe not clearly, but he's the mm-hmm. best football player in the 2021 class. Um, whenever LSU and Ohio State come calling um, to offer you a scholarship as a sophomore and you're, and you're a defensive back or corner from Omaha, Nebraska, that means you're pretty special because they can go – LSU can go right down the street yep. and find kids. So they they know um, what they're doing. Yeah, so it's that's kind of a you know he, he's not gonna I don't think play this week and they don't, really don't need him to. All right, and let's roll in your number two and your number five, both offensive linemen for Elkhorn South, Teddy Prohaska and Isaac Zadica. They are facing Elkhorn this week. Yeah, you have um, so Teddy. I mean, obviously, this is a huge rivalry game. The whole time it's going to be pack stands and all that stuff. I, Elkhorn's uh, moving to a spread offense, which will be interesting to see how that works. Um, but I think Teddy and Isaac are going to have very good games. Both of them are fantastic. I, I, Isaac Zadiska is extremely good um, at center. He's probably going to rotate in a little bit on the defensive line. The one thing with Teddy, everyone expects him to be an offensive lineman or offensive mm-hmm. tackle. Watch out for him as a defensive tackle. I went to their practice, and I was like, whoa. Like, he's pretty good at a, a three technique being a defensive tackle. So he could uh, – and, and he could grow into – he's 6'9". Yeah. So he could grow into even a nose tackle in 3-4. So it, that's – that's an intri- a different kind of deal there. Like, I mean, there aren't going to be a lot of high schoolers that can block him. Yeah, specifically if he like gets like you know, I mean, if the thing get under him, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, he he's a very good run blocker defensively on the offensive line yeah. and defensive line. I mean, he was just killing dudes in, in the practice I went to. So um, that's a a uh, I guess. Um, kind of new development ish, if yep. you will, in camp for them that that I saw I was like this kid might even be recruitable recruited as a defensive lineman, and everyone just assumes he's going to be an offensive lineman. 
Yeah. All right. Number three, Keegan Johnson, wide receiver, defensive back from Bellevue West. Again, they're facing the Lynx, Lincoln High. He could get a longer look if Betts and Ducker don't play a lot. Yeah, um, he's going to rotate in no matter what anyway on the offensive side and play uh, safety kind of defensive back. So he, he's fine. Um, he'll be he'll still play some. He's, it's not like he's going to – he probably won't be out there the whole time again also. But we'll see. I mean, you never know. Um, as far as – he's a kid that kind of skyrocketed because he's – one, just you look at him, he's grown a lot, matured a lot, gained a lot of good weight. Um, like has shoulders and stuff now. He never had. Um, he didn't have shoulders. That's well, I mean, like problem. he like physically, he's gotten a lot stronger. <laughs> he's lifted weights and stuff. He looks a lot a lot different than he did even um, you know a couple months ago. So yeah, um, that's important as far as his. He used the off season to his benefit, right? No question. As far as his recruitment's concerned, South Dakota State offered. Um, North Dakota State, K-State, Northwestern, Iowa State are schools that are interested or involved, kind of wanting to get involved and see more and all that. Probably likely take some visits there um, to some schools, Iowa State maybe in, in that in the next couple of weeks. So um, that's what he kind of has going on. All right, and number four on your list, our last prospect. We already talked about the matchup, Creighton Prep versus Omaha North. We're talking about Junior Jays tight end, A.J. Rollins. Mm-hmm. How, what is his matchup? Just in that game. So tight end, he's going to uh, – Will Manahart and him are going to split time at Will as a senior and probably more of a inline blocker guy. Um, they're going to split time kind of at tight end rotating in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to play defensive end to him and Will, both. So uh, he'll play kind of both sides. And that's that's another kind of thing like, oh, man, his frame and all that kind of looks good out there with – maybe playing defensive line or defensive end versus getting after the passer versus just playing offense. So he's a fluid athlete that runs well, catch hands catcher kind of guy, uh, big, strong, physical player. Um, as far as his um, recruitment goes, Nebraska offered, Iowa State offered. There's a bunch of other kind of the regional-ish schools, Northwestern and that, that are involved, and um, K-State's involved a little bit too, um, but – so that's, I think a lot of those schools want to see more because he didn't. You put the tape on, there isn't a whole lot. You look at the stats, there isn't a whole lot as far as catches in that last year. Um, but he had good camps, and that's when, like Nebraska offered him a scholarship, was when he had a great team camp at their team camp and was um, kind of all over the field. And that's that's when they offered him, and that's a benefit to, um, you know, when you're when you're coached played in Nebraska and has a good connection there, that that certainly helps. It doesn't hurt. All right, that's all we got for this week. Be sure next week to vote for our Game of the Week. Game of the Week. uh, uh, Sunday at 7, the Game of the Week goes out on Twitter and and Facebook and all that, um, and and voting for the Game of the Week. It'll be four games. I'll I'll pick the four games based Mm -hmm. on kind of the matchups. And um, there's always going to be one sort of of out-of-state game, out-state game meaning – not Omaha or Lincoln, and then there'll be kind of Lincoln matchups and then uh, try and spread the wealth and love to uh, some of the smaller communities and give them a chance to vote, and, and who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll end up going out to that game and covering it. Yeah, that's how you ended up in Scott's Bluff last year. No, uh, we didn't do football ah. last year for game week, but I, d- I did just kind of go because I wanted to on that one. But um, <laughs> I did, like, you know, basketball. I went to Humphrey Lindsay, Holy Family, BRLD yep. once and stuff like that. So as, if the community rallies and gets enough votes and 
um, basically the whole school votes multiple times or however many times they can, then you never know what happens. And I believe we'll also be bringing back the Player of the Week award. Uh, maybe we will. Yeah, we're, I guess that's something we're we're working on. Finalizing potentially. Yeah. If there's anything else you want us to talk about each week, let us know. Tweet at Sodder. Uh, he loves that. Um, Me. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Mike Sodder OWH. Be sure you're following us at Any Prep Zone on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. And this is the time of year, folks. You're going to want to make sure you subscribe to Omaha.com. Check that out. Omaha.com/slash subscribe. Until next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>